Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. Welcome to That Davis Show. I am your host, Kenneth Davis. Follow me at That's Davis. And of course, always along, you know, not even in the long, but leading at times, we have Ryan Bukovetsky. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski One. He, of course, is the second producer of this show and Flipping Friends and every iteration that we have of different shows that we come up with moving forward. <laughs> How you doing, Ryan? Oh, work. The main work has been sucking. But other than that, I can't really complain. Life's been good. You know, it was a cloudy day here in Arizona, which is crazy rare. It was so nice. It was like a refreshing, like Illinois summer. Well, summer weather, but like a winter fall kind of day feel with the grayness skies. But I missed it. I like that grayness. I was like, man, it's nice to have a cloudy day once in a while. Ooh, it's nice to have a cloudy day every once in a while. Hey, okay. It's summertime here, buddy. So it away from you. It's not. It's nothing. That's you, not you a brag. That That's not a flex. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. I feel like your bicep was was no. really when they aver- they average like like 340 days of sunshine here. Like you miss a cloudy day once in a while. Oh, okay. All right, going oh. on to the show. Oh man, how are you doing? How about that? Since apparently uh, the gray's coming and you're going to be upset. Um, I just we talked about before the show. I had to rescind a bid that uh, we had on the home. Uh, the inspector came in and things went left. Right <laughs> when it went, it was bad business. It was a lot of DIY stuff in, in times when you don't want DIY stuff. Uh, so from the electrical and I mean, the house, the home seemed like it had no issue, but it still wasn't up to code. Uh, it's just all over the place. There was some, some asbestos. Uh, it was just, uh, it wasn't popping. Uh, the home was a, a nice, uh, nice home with modern amenities, but still had a lot of the, the original buildings from the house. The house was built a hundred years ago or almost a hundred years ago. So it still had a lot of those the craftsmanship that they used to put in back in the days when they used to build stuff like that so instead of being torn out. So it was, it was, it had a character to it, uh, but we had to let it go. I was just told you, I was looking at my phone and I saw that it, it was pending for us and it, it jumped back on the market. So that was my day yesterday. It sucked, but it is what it is. And I move on and we are going to jump into some sports and liven it up. We're going to start off on a good note, going off top, off top, take it from the tippy. Uh, shout out to Carl Nazib. Nazib, I'm sorry, let me pronounce that cor- correctly. Uh, the Raiders' defensive end uh, came out uh, yesterday and let everyone know that he's a part of the LGBTQ community. He's a, he's a gay brother. He's a, not a brother, but he's a brother. All right. He's a, uh, <laughs> but he came out yesterday, and I commend him being uh, one of, being the first pl- active player to actually come out. There have been a lot of NFL players and even in other sports, former players that have come out after they've retired and to announce that they were gay. Um, But this gentleman did it still young, which run a big 10 player of the year in 2015 with Penn state. Uh, So, you know, he's in the, he's in still the early years of his career. I think got drafted by the Browns uh, play for the bucks and then ended up signing a contract with the Raiders. Uh, But you know, it's good for, our friends in the LGBT community to see someone that looks like them stand out and not have to hide. I just, I, I, I wish him a lot because football, I wonder how it's going to be on the field versus other teams, but also in the locker room with some of his uh, teammates. Um, so that's where it's like, I commend you and I hope you built for it. Not to say that you shouldn't have done it because you should live your truth. If I was gay, I would want to live my truth. Um, but you should live your truth. But I, I commend them for how hard it may be. There's already a lot of crosstalk on football fields and in locker rooms, um, especially if, if the adrenaline is rushing. So add to that this gentleman's sexuality and, and, you know, depending on some other how some people feel about that. Um, I just give I, I'm sending them energy just to be able to persevere through it. 
Uh, seems I, I never really paid attention to the young man before, but seems to have a good head on his shoulders. Uh, seems that he has a lot of a lot of joy in his heart. So from from this show, from Ryan and myself, just wishing uh, Carl Nassib, uh the best because, dude, you jumped out. I, I mean, it's in a positive way. You jumped out the window because who I, I didn't. I mean, we all knew it was coming, um, especially seemed like a few years ago. You thought it was coming. Uh, but for him to, to do that. Um, I commend him uh, for taking that step and helping a lot of people. Uh, also, I believe um, I forget it's Trevor, whatever the charity that he pledged to to help prevent suicides and LGBTQ. Um, I don't know if it's younger people or if it's for everyone that that hundred thousand dollars that he he gave them the NFL match. And they have been over 50 uh, percent higher and the money being poured in. So another good thing come out. of it. But I, I wanted to commend him and lead off the show. Uh, talking about uh, Carl Nassib uh, having the courage to step out and be a whole his whole self. Yeah, I think uh, I heard on crosstalk today on six seventy the score between Lawrence and Dan Bernstein and Dan Bernstein, who's usually a pretty reliable source, put out a, a very interesting statistic that when it comes to suicides by people that are part of the LGBTQ community, having like a supportive adult in your life. like 40% increases. less. Yes. Yeah, like I heard. I, saw, I didn't see it on there, but I saw that. I did see that today. Uh, I think now LZ Granderson, I believe. Yeah, that's crazy. Just having a parent one or someone. One supportive adult in your <laughs> right. life. Just one drops at 40%. So like you said, just to be that kind of like icon for anyone that maybe doesn't have that support and just show mm. them that, hey, you can do it. You can do anything. And there is people out there that will support you. Uh, it's just a really positive thing. I was mm-hmm. happy for it, too. I was definitely happy for it. Too. So we commend you, uh, Carl. And listen, go out there and get you a, get, get to the Pro Bowl. I, you're not going to win the championship with uh, Chucky coaching you. But go get to get go get your Pro Bowl, man. And take it take it to even higher levels. You know what I'm saying? Get on even higher platforms to go out there and help the young kids in the LGBTQ community and the adults, but in particularly the young kids as Ryan was just talking about that are, are fighting because, you know, people have their prejudices, you know what I'm saying? And people just need to just let go. You know what I'm saying? Let someone be who they are. You want to be who you are. All right. On a sad, but somebody needs to, uh, somebody needs to get some furniture moving. All right. There needs to be uh, a fade given. All right. And this is about and this is an article from the Tribune. Uh, Phil Thompson, friend of the show, uh, put out about Ben Zobris, the former uh, former Cub 2016 MVP, has filed a lawsuit accusing his former minister of having a sexual relation with his wife, Juliana, and defrauding Zobris Charity Foundation. Uh, the lawsuit is against Byron Yon, CEO of the Nashville Area Counseling Forum, Forrest Kane Co., and it seeks $6 million in punitive and compensatory damages through the trial. Yon's attorney at the end of the day said this, at the end of the day, a woman has the right to choose who she wants to be with. All right, we're in the middle of litigation. That's all I can say. According to the lawsuit, Yon began having a daily conversation with Julianne in August of 2018, then began secretly pursuing an intimate relationship with Ms. Mr. Zober's wife the following month. His romantic involvement with Mrs. Obers escalated in the spring of 2019 when he began meeting her for sex, the suit claims, right? Zobris contends that in the lawsuit that Juliana and Jan still uh, was still serving as a counselor, continued their uh, continued their relationship in 2020 and kept the secret by using burner phones, which Jan's wife found Ooh. out and hit. Yeah, Jan's wife found out and hit Zobris like, let me tell you what's really going on. Uh, Jan, according to the suit, uh, right, yeah, now look, Zobris tells John, like, dude, I'm not going to training camp, man. My wife is filing them papers. I got to stay here and fight for my family. Yan replied to him, right? This is the type of dirt, dirty ass bastard oh, that Yan is, right? God. Playing with religion, too, right? Yan, according to the suit, responded, That's heavy, friend. Yans love you and your family. Whatever you need, whatever you need to do, Grace. He loves he, yeah, he loves your family, all right. <laughs> Intimately. <laughs> Listen, dog, Ben Zobris. I don't know Ben Zobris personally, but I know he better have run the fuck out of this dude's neck. All right. Like this, I'm not even talking about for definitely for what he did to your wife, but bump her. 
he disrespected you on so many different levels that fisticuffs and a lawsuit is the only way to start feeling better about the way that you've been been uh, been taken advantage of by this charlatan and hustler uh uh yawn who's just out here yeah. pumping everybody's Byron yawn pumping everybody's wife no he passes like man i'm about to hit that now, think about it shawty was like they was doing counseling and he ain't counseling thinking about knocking your lady right. old lady up you know what i'm saying getting horny off of y'all, y'all. listen you and that, the worst part, you're telling him your warts and what why your relationship isn't working, and he's basically using that against you to get into your right. wife's panties. Right, dude. This and dude your charity. To, oh yeah, not the friend. He also said defrauded the charity. Or he was getting paid thirty six thousand dollars. Yeah, he's, he was getting paid thirty six thousand dollars annually to run it. But they said that he uh, made some false claims, or he was doing so. He taking some trips or doing something. I believe. I, I know Zobra is paid for his family to go on trip. I, I so should, he's I not just screwing that. his wife; he's screwing his accountant too. No, he thinks you a full, full born hoe. Can then, we go to the booth? Instant replay. Was it over the line that hands need to be laid when he was telling him, "Friend, whatever you need for your kids, bless." Yes, them. yes. Was that dude. the point? That's when, dude, dude, as soon as the burner phones came out, I would have told his wife, I would have told his wife, don't even say nothing, right? I was, she, maybe, she, maybe she did. I'd be like, don't let him know I know, right? I'm going to hit him up. Uh, I ain't even going to hit him up because I don't even want him to get on alert because you. she made have said something. I'm just pulling up. I'm pulling up, right? I'm pulling up, dude, and I'm beating, I'm beating in the daylights out of this cat. This cat has crossed several lines and the only way to, to start my healing is to let my fist pound on his face all right to get me getting back into the, the my groove of how life should be if you ruin my relationship right and this you took my wife right now you know they probably gonna get married well that's gonna be the crazy part so boy, and then on this so you're gonna be around my kids too right with my money with my money i don't think so <laughs> listen I don't think so. This, I don't know what type of prenup my man had, but he need to be getting some of them dollars back because Shuddy, she went, she went totally the wrong way with this. It's too no many men out he here. Couldn't play that year. I know. There was just so much going on. Right. Like, you, you, and we were joking, dude, this is serious business right here, man. What type of, dude, I'm telling you, you lucky Ben Zobras has, I don't know if he has, you lucky Zobras, you, you caught, I mean, you caught one with Zobras. Because, listen, a lot of people would kill you. Just straight up kill you. Now, me, I ain't going to jail for your ass. All right? It ain't worth that. It's not worth that. You can have a... Y'all not going to be around my kids, though. I'm going to tell you that right now. Y'all not going to be around my kids, man. All right? Like, she going to have to... I, I know that's going to be a problem, but it's just the truth. Y'all not going to be around my kids. But yeah, that was... Uh, that jumped out to me reading that article for Phil uh, today. Just the treachery of a Byron Yon. You know what I'm saying? The, one of the most treacherous passes yeah, this side of the like, Mississippi. I, what's the expression? The balls on this one? I don't know. Like, I don't know that expression. <laughs> I don't never heard of that one. Oh, what? the balls on this. Yeah. I mean, no, no. I yeah. thought you how you said it. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it sounded different from you saying that, man, oh, okay. the balls on I, this I dude. The balls right? on this one. Yeah, the, like, the, the, the audacity. The audacity. To sit there and do to be a pastor and never never tell himself, you know what, I shouldn't do this. Right. Or go to Ben Zobris and be honest with him. Like, dude, right. I didn't meet you. it's listen, it was a song by uh, this dude named Uncle Sam. He was uh, on a label that Boy Samantha created, and they wrote this beautiful song called I Don't Wanna See You. What? I don't ever want to see you again. I don't, I don't. So they make this it's a terrific song, right? But I remember back in the days when it came out, I was like, dude, this can't be your first song. Because the song goes like this. Um, it, it, it talks about he got a letter, right? And he didn't want to open it, but he opened it. And there was a letter from his best friend detailing how, damn, I know why you so how, so in love with her because I'm sleeping with her, right? Ugh. Right. And it's a cold, the song is cold. But it was like... How's he gonna come back with another song and we know he getting played like this? Cause you just I'm sorry, bro. We're never gonna look at you. First, your name is Uncle Sam, right? We're never gonna look at you right. They gave you this, you came up and they gave you this name. They gave him a hit, but this should have been his it's really should have been his third hit. 
his third single rather. Right. But this is right. it shouldn't have been the lead single because <laughs> it's like, damn, that's dope. But damn, son, you, she played the hell out of your ass, right? And he could have least have done that. Had come to him and be like, listen, I have I have made a transgression against your family. I apologize. I understand that you may never forgive me for this, but I don't want to be in the shadows about it because I've already done so much damage to you and your own. I I, I had to tell you, and I apologize. Not saying if it's over. I think he said him. it in the in between. You have to read between the words when he's saying, "Bless up, friend." <laughs> what time uh listen you know what really what really what how Rick do really felt when he found that out damn i'm not gonna get all that time to be over there banging his old lady He's, he was hoping for that spring training boy he was like man yeah when he go to spring training <laughs> oh man that's when we get nasty nasty right like Oh man, this dude right here, dude. I I gotta admit, I may have I may had to pull up outside his crib with the strap in my lap and talk myself out of that one. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, Just and I'm not listen, buddy. I'm, I'm not a jealous type of person, right? It's it's just the the level of disrespect yeah. here, right? And on top I mean, of like you just said, you're, you're, yeah, you're 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 stealing from my charity. Right, but also you you're counseling me and my wife, and you're, you're breaking up the home completely, and you're the pastor. Your name right. has pastor in it, right? And then you're offering help with the kids, Man. whatever you need, Dude, whatever you he, need. Well, I, you know he, what I need? I need you to get the hell out of my life. Right. He he found him a, the right one right there because a lot of cats would have took his head off, but that's enough. Time given to his bastard known as Byron Young. All right, who should live in infamy? Any church with a pastor named this man. Listen, man, don't don't attend it. Don't trust it. And one, keep him the hell away from your wife. This is a All this right. is a pastard, not a not a pastor. <laughs> right? This 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 dude, man. This this dude lusts for a married woman. But yeah, uh, shout out to Ben Zobers, old- man. Keep. Keep your head up. Keep your head up, Ben, man. It, first, you had the ring incident, right? And then oh, you, you had, yeah. right, just, man, is he on hard times? You know what I'm saying? And now you have this, like, it, it hasn't been right for Ben Zobras, man, for a, a couple years at least, man. But it's going to get better, man. It's going to some more out there for you, bro. Believe it. Some more out there for you, man. But you, you, I hope you took his head off, bro, twice. Be honest with you. Run up on you. You gotta be full Matt Barnes with this, man. Full a whole, a whole Matt Barnes, not a half of Matt Barnes. A whole whole Matt. Bar- Listen, compared to what Derek Fisher did, that Derek Fisher basically damn it didn't even do nothing compared to right. I mean, Derek, right, because Derek, Fisher's a Derek teammate. Fisher is crazy. Right. right, this is a this is a pastor that's counseling you on your marriage, and he works for you. All right, this is totally different. I mean, this is this is this takes it to a whole saying a whole nother level doesn't tell you enough that it has had the level that it's taken it to. This dude needs to be reprimanded by the Lord and by the fist of Ben Zoberus. Oh man. Like Derek Fisher was just staying at his house. It wasn't like destroying his house. Well, he was destroying something. It's going to take a little while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. Speaking moving along. Exactly. Moving moving <laughs> along. Listen, we, we have uh, one of the more entertaining NBA playoffs that we've had. I think a few years ago, two years at least, we said that the league is, is, is transitioning into good hands as far as these young and up-and-coming players. Uh, you look at what Devin Book did. Devin Booker did that first game with Chris Paul out getting his first triple double of his career. Uh, you look at listen. Last year we was give, we was commending him, saying, "Man, look out for him. This is your number two guy." And then he 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 playoff peed himself, pandemic peed himself. Paul George has stepped up with with Kawhi Leonard being out due to his knee. You know what I'm saying? So just even that series, uh, it's all going on right now. Um, it's definitely an entertaining series. It seems like I would pull. I'm, I'm pulling. I'm not pulling. Well, yeah, I get the Clippers always pull me in, but I can't believe the Clippers can win a championship without Kawhi. So I love Chris Paul. So I'm, I'm pulling for Chris Paul. But I think 
that um, the Greek freak is is going to beat them. You know what I'm saying? That was our team that we're rooting for. Ah, remember we was just sitting here. We could right. go like, right, baby, Baltimore. We're back in business. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You our, know, our honestly, Bucks, I thought. Correct me if I'm wrong. I thought the winner of that game seven between the Bucks and Nets was for the finals at this point in time. I feel you. Only thing still is that damn Trey Young, who I said was my dark horse for MVP at the beginning of this shit. Yeah. That that damn Trey Young you can't know, be trusted. We had our thing. You had Trey Young. I had the Suns. Right. Right. So I mean, we had we didn't we, we did, did a good year. To, yeah, we did good this year. You we know what I'm saying? Good. So so, dude, uh, listen. I, we definitely have to talk about what took place in Philadelphia. Uh, and it's definitely a lot of this falls on Ben Simmons, but Doc Rivers has to come come down here uh, and take these take these lashes. All right. You know, we got to send him out to Maywood. Uh, even Joel. Listen, sometimes and this goes to Doc. Sometimes that offense when it's like my center's trying to go one on one is like no 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 especially from twenty feet away. It's like nah, dude. One, you running off a lot of clock. This ball needs to move around, and you need to find the easiest matchup. Now, of course, you can say having one of, if not the best center, if or the second best center in the league since Joker won the MVP, um, that that's that is your mismatch. But still, you can get easier shots. So I blame that on Doc and Joel. Uh, ben Simmons. They really do you want any of that Ben Simmons to the Bulls talk whatsoever? No, no, I know you're about to go into with the Ben, but I I was wondering your thoughts on that thing, too. I mean, the the fact that he refuses to shoot really talks a lot about his mental makeup. I mean, just the straight refusal to do it, it, it says it talks about his stubbornness. It talks about his awkwardness and fear of uh, showing his weakness and growing through his weakness. You know what I'm saying? Uh, It's it's ridiculous. Like, it's it's ridiculous. No, I wouldn't want a player like him because I don't think you can unlock him. And also, even if he is uh, gets decent from 10 feet away. Um, he'll never be the full player that he is because he's already shown you he's not going to work for it. Like, how many summers did we hear? Like, man, he's taking some crazy right. shoot. Right. Like, he's not he's not going to really put in the work for it because the work would have shown by now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's he's he's what been about, the league. Go ahead. One more trade. I thought this was interesting that I heard. What about uh, for CJ McCollum? If they did Simmons and McCollum, would that help the Trailblazers having Ben Simmons next to? Dame Lillard with his defense, but still some ball handling and just being such a big size versus keeping CJ McCollum and doing their thing all over again. I think you can find somebody better with the trade with McCollum. I think though it would help Ben. I think he would, he would be better. Cause I mean, you got to look at it. CJ has the ball in his hands sometime, mm-hmm. but it's Dame's team, but CJ has the ball in his hands, but will Dame, Settle for Ben at times just a spot of God. Not saying he can't do it. Uh, it would unlock Ben because you can make the post area his, though. You know what I'm saying? So you don't have to worry about Joel being down there. It can just be Ben down there all the time. Um, but I think CJ McCollum's value is higher. I mean, Ben Simmons' value is janky right now, man. Like that's the thing that y- you had to get up out of hit out of there early. And me personally. I would have probably made the Houston deal to bring and James Harden there is probably what I would have ended up doing um, because we all always knew that Ben and, and, and Joel don't make, they don't match up well together. You know what I'm saying? Like Ben, even to get the best out of Ben, you can't have somebody clogging the lanes. You know what I'm saying? So it'd be better. Even if he was playing with another big, it'd be better to play with a big like Joker to where he's going to sit there and be at the elbow running the point, and you can sit there and do crazy-ish from the baseline or whatever, you know what I'm saying, cuts and things like that. So, I mean, it's just, man, I mean, his stubbornness, man, speaks volumes. You know what I'm saying? It speaks speaks values to the immaturity that this young man has, man. So, I mean, I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. I know a friend of the show, uh, Brian Crawford, is always – said this I think even I'm thinking Eugene from the bigs they never liked him I thought he was better than this at the beginning you know what I'm saying but the fact that 
it's what he's five. Well, he has his max deal, so he's five years in. He's five in five, fifth or sixth mm-hmm. season, right? Mm-hmm. And he's st- and he he's worse, really. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, dude. I mean, just a liability from the free throw line. Like you, if you can't shoot, you have to make free throws. Mm-hmm. Period. End of story. Because your other skill in offense is either going to be passing or running the break down low, being athletic. When they take that away from you, you've got to have some kind of counter offensively. And that's my problem with Ben Simmons. He is just a horrendous, like, he can't shoot, period, whatsoever. He can't even shoot from the free throw line. And, like, do you want a 6'10 guard just be your post guy? Dude, he should at least be playing kind of like Giannis. With it, and he has a much better handle. Like he should be trying to euro step his way down through that lane. Right. I mean, he he should be trying to get easy buckets. Um, and, and even at, especially in particularly the time when Joel's not in the game, he should play like he played when he was injured, or like he played during that Utah game when he got forty on Gobert. Like, mm. dude, I mean, man, Shorty is. Listen, this is why. This is why. One reason I I, I wanted him out of there. Doc is going to get a shorter and shorter leash for Doc as people that that championship is, is, is that Celtics championship is a long ass time. What was that? Oh, eight is a long oh, ass, God. a long ass time ago compared to all these early exits. And what was you, that? Uh, two dynasties ago when they were the dynasty. Yeah, dude, you <laughs> you sat there and I would have been trying to get Ben ass out early because. I don't want to go down with this one. You know what I'm saying? It's bad enough that PG got you fired last year, right? But looking at Ben, I would have been like, man, we we got to Daryl Murray, do your magic and bring your guy in. Because it would have been such a nice fit between James and Joel from the inside-outside game. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would have been, it would have been sweet. Um, but, man. And then especially Houston, they ain't even get nothing for, 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 for trading away. Uh, their best player, James Harden. All right, like they didn't, they didn't even get like it's. You at least should have gotten Ben Simmons, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, man! Oh my goodness! But yeah, that one was uh that was terrible. True to Watching form, that James Harden injured again. This is what happens when you, you don't come into camp ready. You not you, you, you also on a shortened seat from a shortened from a shortened off season. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't gonna be all roses. You know, trying to sit there and get acclimated, and you showed up out of shape like an mf'er. You know what I'm saying? And it, it came back to haunt y'all. You know, and that's gonna be something with that team in the future because what they only got one more year until they they can all opt out. I believe after 2022. Um, and you know, Kyrie, Kyrie's, you never know what Kyrie's going to do. Right. All right. Like, you never, you right. never know. You know, you never <laughs> know what. The only thing you know, know is he's probably going to get hurt. That's the only right. thing. You know, so you, you never, you definitely never know. Um, but yeah, I was happy to see, even though it's because Kyrie went down, I was happy to see the right. Bucks make it out of uh, that series against the Nets. That was a team that I wanted to win. Um, and going into the, these, these conference finals, looking at, Again, the Bucks versus the, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, That's going to be fun. The, yeah. I think the Bucks have enough to get past Atlanta. I think that Drew Holiday should be able to stay in front of Trey Young at times. But also defensively, if, if Drew Holiday gets Trey Young on him, he should be easily be able to exploit him. Um, they can tr- Listen, they got some athletic bigs in Collins and Clint Capella as far as staying in front of Joel Embiid. But I don't know if they're as committed yeah. to that to, to, to setting that wall. Um, they definitely have the coach that can get them going in the right way in Nate McMillan. But I think they're a year early. Um, but yeah. them, but still being able to, to pull it off and beat a Philadelphia team. But now we know it's a Philadelphia team with chinks in his armor. You know what I'm saying? And they 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 they, they, they flashed a bright light on those uh, flaws. Uh, what was so uh, it, more disappointing in your mind? Was it? The ending of how Utah finished that series or how Philly finished that series? I would say Philly because Donovan Mitchell was hurt. True. So, like, so if Donovan, Donovan Mitchell is at 100%, then I would go with Utah having the best record. Because think about it, we had Utah coming out of the West. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I like them. Yeah. Um, but when you, when you, when, and that's the thing too with someone like Spider Mitchell. And it's, it's the same. Who is the person that he his comp is Dwayne Wade, 
And it was the same way where you never you remember how early they had to kind of put weight on the minute restriction. You know what I'm saying? Then he finally had that came back and it was at Olympics where he was a six man and he he was finally healthy for a period of time. And then LeBron came or whatever. Then LeBron was right. kind of pissed because he didn't know before some games that D-Wade wasn't going to even play. You know, like think about that because you, you're probably going to see some of that with Donovan Mitchell with the type of freakish athlete he is in the lanes. But the, jump, the jumper is what separates him and Wade. He's not greater than Wade at this point. But uh, no, I would say Philly because... Think about the leads they had. Um, and, and, and also, it's just the characters involved. Daryl Morey, Doc Rivers, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. And I think the, Atlanta the itself. Is, is part of that character because I think you're right. I think they're a year early. So that was like the series they were supposed to lose. Mm-hmm, I agree. But I do believe in some ways this would be a more entertaining Eastern Conference final because we're getting Ben Simmons out of there. Atlanta's got to score, baby. They got to yeah. score, 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 and keep scoring some more. Because I don't but, think they have enough defense to even stop. I don't. I, I, I don't either. But we'll we'll definitely see. I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Um, it's good to see Giannis break through because and he Chris was never. Middleton. Oh, Chris Middleton. All right. Uh, shout out to Rob Schaefer uh, from NBC. He's a, Chris Middleton's his guy. Uh, Chris Middleton, how he's jumped in being a, a legit number two and at times taking up that de- the defense. He may have got smoked at time, but that D that he was putting on Kevin Durant, you know what I'm saying? Right. The the easy easiness that he played with confidence. Chris Middleton is, is really, really real, real. At times he used to disappear. You usually don't see a player, especially this late in his career, make it through and persevere to the other side of that. You know, especially when people have looked around and been like, dude, he need a running mate. Where you at? You know what I'm saying? I, I felt like that game in the playoffs last year when Giannis fouled out and Middleton went for like 55. And the next game, it was easier the next game in the game after he was just a waste. Right. But I, I think that and I'm telling them, like, listen, you have to be X. And he came back like X. This year, shout out right. to Chris Middleton for taking that step because now Giannis does have a number two, and you added you added Drew Holiday. Too bad they couldn't have gotten that that Badanovich trade fell through due to leaking of the, them uh, it being leaked out. But man, that's and now it's going to be probably part of the storyline since he went to Atlanta. That yeah, hey, could you imagine him on the Bucks? The dude, boy, oh boy, and it, it would have been nice. It would have been nice. It would have been nice, man. But yeah, I'm looking at uh this finals to probably end up being um. The Phoenix Suns versus the Milwaukee Bucks. You know what I'm saying? Two small market teams. Phoenix hasn't been there since the Barkley era. The Bucks haven't been there since after Kareem. I think they went to one when Kareem left to go to the Lakers. I think they went to one with just Oscar. Um, I think I saw that like a week or two ago. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so this has been a long time for both of these organizations. Uh, especially the disappointments like, man, just think about Giannis first MVP losing Kawhi uh, basically knocking him out. Right. Kawhi was like, I'm a, I'm a DM up. Right. Then last year in the bubble, the heat kicked their teeth in and we like, Oh snap, this ain't never going to work. Right. Uh-huh. Then they, then they make the trade. Of course, like I just said, the Bogdanovich part fell through, but they got they brought in Drew Holiday. I, I love the, the I love some of the, the 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 people they bring in. They brought in like Bobby Portis. I love them having Bobby Portis yeah. on their team. Right, he is yeah. the perfect player for a team a, a big that can shoot and it is nasty and nobody wants to mess with. It's right. a perfect. Yeah, it's one of the perfect players to have on a squad like that. It's, I'm trying to think of who else on there. I like Divincenzo. But yeah, he's, I'm, I'm, uh, unfortunately, he's hurt. Unfortunately, he's yeah. hurt. Um, but he's but a nice piece. Who else do they have on that squad? I'm blanking now. There's on like uh, one more nice, person. Uh, Notre Dame, Pat Connaughton, that's been hitting a ton of threes for them. I, I feel like I know they don't, but I feel like they have a Morris twin on there or Morris twin like <laughs> on that team that I'm not. I'm not respecting, right? Like, I, oh, or it's like, it's like, and again, I don't know who I'm blanking on, so, or some type of Nicholas Batum. Like, I feel like there's a bench player that stepped up that I'm, I'm blanking on, but maybe I'm just wrong. I'm I have to go back my to my brain to make sure I'm not forgetting. I have to look. I have stuff. to look at the roster uh, before I just real quick, Bucks, because I'm. <sighs> Remembering Brooke Lopez, remembering the Connaughton, remembering 
Oh, PJ Tucker. It's PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker is who uh, who I'm. That is out a on. low red Morris twin right there. <laughs> it's PJ Tucker. It's P- that's why I said him. It's like a Morris. It's PJ Tucker. Boy, PJ Tucker. That's boy. Morris Senior right there. <laughs> <laughs> PJ Tucker want all that smoke and got all the kicks to go along with it. But yeah, PJ Tucker um, is who likes that. That 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 finally that trade finally bear, bore fruit during the Nets series. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause they were been waiting to really get PJ Tucker. You know what I'm saying? And they right. that was that was that was corner three hitting, in your yeah. face defending, right. ish talking PJ Tucker. You know what I'm saying? And how it galvanized that team's defense. Uh, but yeah, PJ Tucker is who who I was blanking out on. So yeah, that, I like that squad. Uh, but listen, Mike Boltenholzer was this close to getting fired. If they oh got man. It was going to be on you, buddy. And you better listen. You better be able to, to switch up and adapt during the series quicker than what you've been doing. But uh, Mike Budenholzer, you may get you one now. You may bring you may finally bring home a title to uh, from one of uh, Pop's uh, kids as far as from his coaching tree. Uh, they need it. They need it over there. They need it desperately. What do you think? Um, who has the better shot, the Hawks or the Clippers of reaching the finals? That's a good question. I got to go with the Hawks because of Kawhi. Like, if Kawhi, listen, if you even tell me, and it's like, because now it's like, is his ACL torn or not? Because at first it was like, his ACL's torn. But they keep saying he's not going to play in a game like there may be an option. If you're telling me he going to brace up, right, mm-hmm. and he's coming out and he's going to give you 65, maybe, I don't know if it's Ooh. a complete – because if he, he's going to tear, if it's not completely torn, he's <laughs> he's going to tear it. All right, like yeah. from taking from someone who's torn ACL, who injured it, and then later on kept kind of re-injuring it until it finally tore. Right, yeah. which is probably I needed it to tear anyway because it was going to tear anyway. Right, right. Um, but yeah, this it's you have it's not a chance. So I have to say the Hawks because man, Trey Young is is. Got and listen. I let, let me pat myself on the back. I said on Sports Feed that year when the Bulls were were, were drafted. I said, "Man, forget it. Just give me Trey Young. Like I, I just want to be entertained." Because people was acting like what Shuddy was doing to Oklahoma with some smoking mirrors when he was leading the nation in scoring and assists. You, is you can't just do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, and it, and it would be different compared to now. Trey Young was doing that at Oklahoma, and this was the NBA from 25 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Then oh, it'd be yeah. like, you you know what? He he will still be good in the NBA, but he'd be like a specialist primarily. Yeah, he'd be a spot yeah. up shooter because he'd just be too small. Yeah, you know, waste what I'm saying? right. You could put your hands on him or whatever. He wouldn't be able to get into the lane as easily as he gets to the lane. But for for what he was doing in college four years ago, and and the the league already being wide open and already seeing. Uh, uh, um, Steph Curry doing it. I was like, Shuddy's going to be good. The question is, is he going to be as good as he was at college? You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the question, but he wasn't going to be a bust. Some people was acting like he was going to be a bust, which was crazy. I mean, we you all, we were always worried about his height and his defense, which you still are right. going to be worried about, right? Always. But still, the fact that Shuddy can shoot it from anywhere and get into the lane when he wants to, and he's a natural passer. Like, this isn't like oh, I'm learning on the job to become right. a willing passer. He was a willing passer when he was in college for that one season. But, uh, yeah, I would have to say – also, man, listen, he look high outside, high out there sometimes, but the fury of a John Collins, man, woof, I hope they keep him. I don't know how you're going to really use him, but I hope they would keep the seat. The man, that – that dunk he did on Joel Embiid, and then he had the, the nerve to wear a T-shirt of the dunk to the post game of the next of game seven. Oh, it was nasty. The disrespect was tasty, um, it, dude. That man, it's been a good. It's been it's been a good playoffs. I hate this, that that the Nets lost to attrition. You know what I'm saying? I, I hate yeah. saying that. But I mean, it's the same thing that happened to Golden State when KD and Clay went down, you know, and uh, and Kawhi won it with Toronto. But I, you hate to see it because you want it, you want everybody to have all their bullets in the, in, in the barrel and uh, when, and everyone have a fair shot when they're we're getting to the playoffs. Yeah, no doubt about it. But I mean, the only thing is Kyrie and Harden they get hurt. That's their thing. Well, well, not James Harden. James Harden lately really. Really doesn't get hurt majority of the time. Harden, majority well, you of know the problem career, with no. Jordan, the, the, the problem with Harden is 
he gets worn down at, in the playoffs and at the end of the year. That's, That's the he he loses gas has been his real problem where you don't get those regular season performances because either the defense is ticked up, but also he's just he's gassed out. That system that D'Antoni was don't think about D'Antoni was used was using D'Antoni was using James Harden like Dave Wanstead was using Ricky Williams in Miami abusively, right? Like. You think Dave it, Lillard wants that? He's interested in the, the Trailblazers job. I mean, if they don't play any defense, I mean, but I think Lillard's going to want to bring a brother because they had that brother. They had that brother that got fired in Milwaukee. Was it one of their coaches? One of their Jason former coaches? Kidd? No, no, no. One of the former, it was an assistant. I should have said that. One of the former uh, coaches for the, um, the, the Portland Trailblazers. Went to another team last year and got fired. And I remember Dame and CJ being like, "What the hell?" Like say, or he didn't get he didn't get a job. No, no. You know what happened? He was in Minnesota, and when they sat there, and he should have been the next man up when they got rid of Saunders, uh, Flip's son or something. I believe I think it was Minnesota, and they skipped. They didn't go to dude. They went to somebody else, or they brought in somebody else. I can't even remember what Minnesota did. That's when they were like, man, what the hell? Because dude basically went there to be, you know, I'm next man up or whatever. I believe, you know what I'm saying? But I can't, I can't remember. But it was a situation like that to the point where I think he's going to want to be like, hey, this is about that time. All right. But, um, I don't know. Dame, the real thing with Dame is he just needs to get his ass out of Portland. I mean, that's just, I hate to say it. You know, I hope he don't end uh, up like doing too much. And, like like trailblazers. Being, being with LeBron, but he needs to be with someone else. Uh, all right. He needs, to find, he needs to find his way to Philadelphia. All right. <laughs> he with Joel. As you know, listen, you know, listen, CJ McCollum in his heart of hearts is like, well, I love being here. But if you tell me I'm going to go out east and we already know that CJ is going to have a job in the business talking, right? Every offseason, right. he's he's perfecting the craft of being a media darling. Um, he's going to come over to the East Coast, be in Philadelphia, be the number two to Joel, but be the guy with the ball in his hands at the end of the games, basically as the best uh, perimeter player. Right. I mean, and have a better chance to win one year out of the West. But two, you, you, you team structure is 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 more efficient when you you don't have the old school Pistons backcourt with Joe Dumars and and, and Zeke with, with two diminutive guards back there. You know what I'm saying? So he should want to get out of there. To be honest with you, you know what I'm saying? I listen, yeah, I would want to get out of there before Dame gets out of there, right? I I would hate to be there. And Dame goes, and I'm like, man, oh. it's my team. Because you, you, yeah, you, they got to went through the draft basically. Because we know they don't went through free agency, but yeah, um, I would, I, 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 I would be out of this first thing smoking, baby. First thing smoking. If I had that. Well, you said it. The draft. We had the NBA lottery here tonight. Bulls. They got to give the pick in Orlando. They got number eight. So listen, let me tell you how dumb I was today. I'm looking. I'm still thinking that they're going to put the Bulls sign. Because, you know, back in the days, they would have put the Bulls uh, plaque up there. And been like, But that that goes to so-and-so and so-and-so, right? They would have done it like that, I believe. I think that's how it used to go. So when they pull out the Magic, I'm like, oh, snap. That's the Magic. Right, that's what I I'm thought, like, too. I was like, that's the Magic's pick. We just jumped into the top four, right? Dude. After the Kelsey down here, I start stomping my feet, screaming, <laughs> cursing. Yes, I just do. I was pumped. I go to Twitter. I'm I like, yes, was I was like, yes, Bulls, yes, right. Then I look at the top four because the top four they start placing teams that leap. I'm like, wait, the Bulls aren't in the top four. Wait, then that they didn't. I'm like, wait, hold up, that was they did the Orlando because that was the Bulls pick. I wouldn't rewind it. You're right. They used to just do the cards, and if the trade happened or you get the, it would say it. It would say it on. It would. They would tell you when they show you the lineup next to it. It would say, but this this right. goes to this team. But the actual right? card itself would have still been the, the Bulls. Team. It was still, yeah, the original team, not the team that it was traded to. Um, so that threw me off. Uh, so then I sat down. I think even Mark Eversley was thrown off when they showed. I do too because he, he, he was I like think he was like. Hmm? Oh wait, wait a minute! We're not in the top four. Hold on. But um, I sat down and I was like, "Well, that was fun." 
At least I got some fun out of it, right? <laughs> I was like, well, at least, hey, they 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 they, hey, they, they did was, the draft. Per like Bulls history in the NBA lottery, it was really fun around nine or ten, and then it started yeah. going down. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, we're about to get cake, McConaughey, right, dude? I'm like, I'm like, dude, I, I I'm I'm all the way in. I'm like, shit. If we gonna if we gonna jump into the draft, I'm not even look. I was gonna, I, I was I was fine with Suggs. I'm like I would have been fine with Suggs or Green. I didn't want Mobley because I don't want to do another big man. They brought in Patrick Williams. Right. You you have Booch in there now. I'm not waiting on Evan Mobley for three to four years to develop an offensive game. Um, I'm good off of that. But if you gave me one of those wing players, but but man, we dog. If they had K Cunningham, Booch, oh. and Zach Levine, and they've been looking for a point guard, but now your point guard is six eight. All right. We now we cooking with grease, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah, that like was that what mix. we. And the problem. This is another problem because I was talking to Tony, and Tony was like, um, "No, I don't want them to have another young player. They haven't been. Uh, they haven't been uh, bringing up their players anyway. Look at uh, Daniel Gaffer." And I was like, "You don't talk about Daniel Gaffer because when I used to mention him to you, you didn't even want to hear about Red, right?" But I was like, <laughs> "No, I was like, they need a new. They need a stud because they can't bring in free agents. But they'll never be this bad again. Probably like they're not going to be this. They're going to have a better record next year." Right. So they're not going to probably be. Yeah, they're not going to be in the lottery or they'll be at the tail end of the lottery next year. Hopefully, I mean, you're going to improve at point guard of some kind Mm. through free agency. Right. And you're going to have another year of Zach and Vooch playing together. You're going to have another year of Billy Dombin, who's going to get a full offseason, full training camp. Like, yeah, more than likely you're fighting for that eight seed legitimately. Right. So you aren't going to be this bad, but now you're going to have this accoutrement of players who aren't good enough to get to a title. They, they don't in have. The East. Yeah. And, and, and the East is tougher than what it was a few years ago. You know what I'm saying? We don't know. There's other teams in the East too. Charlotte got a point guard now. That solves a lot of problems. And he was out for half of the season this year. Right. You know what I'm saying? That, uh, Miami, they may get their ish back together. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are teams out there in the East. Listen, Toronto's only going to stay down for so long. And what, they got got the fourth pick? pick. They got the fourth pick? You know what I'm saying? So they may may get Jalen Green there, right? Like, just just think about that, right? Like, so... Maybe they get Mobley and pair them with uh, everyone that they have up there. That might be a really scary team. I mean, they need... Especially if Masai picks them up, then you know he's bona fide. Right, right. And listen, they need a point guard since it looks... Probably like uh, um, Kyle Lowry's probably going to lead to try to uh, jump onto a contender. I, I thought about that. I wouldn't be mad at that. <laughs> I would. I would. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at that. But uh, you know, so man, that that was an interesting draft lottery. All right, and it, and the thing is, now I don't even have to watch the NBA draft honestly because my team's not in it. Right. Um, right. It, it, it's just like uh, so anticlimactic, but it, was, it still was fun. But it's one of those things where you make that deal. And I thought the Bulls were going to have enough luck to be able I to kick that, kick that can next four. year. Just get the, just give. Yeah. Just give four <laughs> would have been fine. Even though I don't know. Suggs would have been there. Jalen Suggs out of Gonzaga would have been there for because he was my initial guy that I was like, you know, if they can just get Suggs. But Kay Cunningham and, you know, well, we'll see him all the time with Detroit. Yeah, until he leaves, because you know it's Detroit. <laughs> I'm sorry, like you better play. Y'all better be listen. You better be good because after that rookie contract, after he gets that first me- mega deal, he's right. gonna start looking for for, for uh, a greener a little pasture. more west in Chicago. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's, I mean, think about by the time we're talking about he gets drafted, he he seven years from now, basically. You know, seven years from now to where he's almost in the middle of that 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 max deal that he's probably going to get um, to where he's starting to be like, if they're not really in contention, who are these teams out there? And 
Anthony Davis is not probably going to be with the Lakers at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to be teams. Oh, who, who's going to be with Miami? Like, there's going to be teams in sexy scenarios, right? Let alone we don't know who the superpowers are going to be. You know what I'm saying? That can be extra attractive to a young man trying to make a name for himself and build a legacy out for himself. Well, it's interesting you say that because, like, how many years were we dominated by the friendship of LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh kind of thing and, like, all their relationships? What about when all the Devin Bookers and his era of superstars are all max free agents at the same time right. and they're deciding which places are going to go and how to break up the league and control from there? Like it could be like you said, it could be just Lakers going crazy with a brand new pairing Miami and maybe you get a leftover free agent for the Bulls for once. It could be really maybe, interesting. Maybe Boston has this ish together. Like it's I mean, it's they got Tatum. Of- I know I'd want to play with them. Got Jalen Brown. And so, again, uh, it was pretty good until our team had to pay back their draft pick for bringing in Vucevic, which was okay, man. It's just that was that was deflating. But I had fun. But I'm actually I was tired. I was like, damn, I'm tired now, right? Because I mean, dude, I went full on like out like I popped a bottle like we won a championship, dog. I went full on. I wanted <gasps> this carrot, you know. I- I yes. wanted that little nugget like a Tuesday in the middle of June, Bears camp far away, like baseball season has been ugly the last couple weeks for the mm-hmm. hometown teams. Just give me this nugget. Give me a first round pick in the NBA draft. Dude, it w- on top of that, the, the, the partner that with getting uh, bringing in Justin Fields. Uh, oh, Doc, if we was going to have oh, Justin Fields and Kay Cunningham, oh, dog, we was going to be straight for a decade, man. The wintertime was going to be tight in the city of Chicago. Oh, oh my oh, goodness. Oh, and both man. teams in baseball are in first place? Oh, like, dude, oh. it was, it was going to be different. It was going to be different around here, man. It was going to be different. Uh, I mean, because they think about the stuff you could do, the players that – you could move like in two or three years if he really, if K Cunningham really starts to pan out, and you like you got Zach on a new deal, but you like man, we get we gotta we can move out for him and maybe get something for him. It's just man, that one's that one's that one sucked. Uh, the NBA, you damn you for tricking us. Oh, uh, I, I don't man. get it. Can the Bulls write a check? Like I thought for sure there was a handshake ping pong deal to get the Bulls in the four. I did too. I thought. I thought it I was, was like, 100%. I was like, listen, now they stopped tanking. The Bulls stopped tanking for y'all a couple years back, right? So you you gonna hook us up, right? Like you gonna you know that now that would this is the cherry on top to get the city back alive, right? Like come on now, leave. And then I up. see Cleveland again in the top Dude, four all I was like, the time. Listen, I was like, I knew Cleveland was gonna get number one. I said, so wait, it's gonna be four number ones in a twenty year period. Like who the hell sacrificed who in this situation to get this set up? This this scenario set up like this, right? Right. Um, And the Bulls have had like four number sevens in twenty years, right, dude? Like, I mean, think what the Bulls have only had in my lifetime. No, they've had two number one picks in my lifetime. Brand, Brand, both from Duke. Uh, No, actually, Jay Williams was number two. Jay Williams was number two. Oh yeah, Elton, Elton Brand was the only number one in my lifetime. That the Bulls have ever had. Well, Derrick Jordan, Rose, good one. Oh, that's sacrilege. That Man, was sacrilege. That was sacrilege right there. I blanked out. I totally blanked out right there. You're right though, too. You're right. Yeah, too. But uh, both point guards. But uh, yeah, man, that one was good. But it it hurt, man. Like the next level leaving you. It just hurt, man. I that know. One. Oh man, that's NBA dumbass Cleveland. Like just this <sighs> idiot. And on, on top of that, to see to see the thieving Ben Wallace, who <laughs> used to show up to get his paycheck within a Bulls uniform with a mask on his face. All right, the thieving Ben Wallace ass sitting there gloating, knowing he came here looking just like a super villain with that gray. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was like, what? Where did they have him set up at? It, it was like he was in an attic with a basketball court behind him. It was like, what type of I think setup? It was in y'all Chicago doing? at the the combine trying to find more money to steal somewhere in the exactly. building. <laughs> exactly. You 
Oh my goodness, that! Oh my goodness, see that man! That was a fucking... horrible free agent. That might have been an all timer. Oh, it was all time horrible, man! Like we thought he was gonna be straight, and Shotty came here and was like, "Give me this check." Oh, listen, <laughs> I kind of listen. I was rude at that point. I was slightly rooting for Houston, but I really wasn't because I feel like Houston did this to themselves and they need to pay for it. So right. it's like you suffer, you suffer more. He has like 10 million first round picks for the next seven years. They have 18. Are you right. kidding me? Right. Like right. they, they're going to be a good team eventually. How can you not be with 18 first round picks in you a seven year so. period? You think if so, you guys had on Sam Presti, you might be all time bad somehow. I see Danny Yanks. Remember Danny has so many picks. He still got Jason Tatum though. Okay, but Danny has so many picks. It was both. Remember, there were so many picks. Like, I can deal for any superstar in the league. Dog, you know what Boston should have just did? They should have told Anthony Davis, "Screw you," and traded for him, and see if they could have won it. If they could have ran it twice that 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 season, that year, and the year after, with those two young players and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and with 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 him, and see if you can get him to stay here. Because LeBron wasn't going to wait a year and a half for Anthony Davis. He was going to have to do something no. else. You know right. what I'm saying? So I would have done it. I because look now, look at Boston. Your window basically closed. I'm not saying that st- that you still don't have a chance with these players in the future, but they look like they were on the precipice of winning a title, or you know what I'm saying, of, 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 with what they had with picks and those, those young that young talent. They should have just did it, man. They should have just went ahead and Danny Ainge just became enthralled with the spirit of the Celtic fan and the racism that they have. <laughs> They're good people. <laughs> I feel I've never, I've wrong. never experienced this ever. Uh, are you talking about what Big Baby Davis was saying? <laughs> no, Danny. Oh, because he no, Danny. Th- that's what that's what uh, Big Baby Davis was saying. Like Boston fans, I've never experienced racism. It's like such a big ass down, you goofy ass. Big baby. Sorry, I had to take that, that the drink of water. But uh, yeah, man. So uh, right. let's go. You're, you're parched from spitting all this truth. <sighs> Right. So uh, you know what time it is, man. It's time for the best segment of the show, man. Let's go up for grabs. Let's go Bears heavy because I love minicamp and we're far away from training camp. So I had a thought. What do you think the Bears defense needs to show up more? Eddie Goldman or Robert Quinn? Eddie Goldman. Um, I mean, we've seen what this defense can do with one supreme uh, uh, pass rusher, edge rusher. It'd be good to have two of them or one and a really good one. But we saw how this team got ran on without Eddie Goldman last year. And even though at the towards the end of the season, Bilal Nichols had become more stout playing at the nose tackle, um, you need Eddie Goldman to be the center of that front seven to stop the run and to push in that pocket, uh, creating a actually helping uh, helping Khalil Mack even more because not allowing the quarterback to step up. You know what I'm saying? So I have to say that it's Eddie Goldman who I am concerned uh, with him not being there in mandatory uh, uh, mandatory minicamp. Um, you think I'm he concerned. shows for training camp? I would think so, but who knows, man? I mean, they just brought in Pennell, uh, you know, trying to cover that ass, but. I mean, the, the, uh, Matt Nagy said that was not an excuse absence. You know what I'm saying? So he's doing what he wants to do right now. And you start to, and this is just my opinion, but you start to come up with different scenarios of what's going on. So what my thought was, is it COVID? Is he just that afraid of coming in contact for, or even bringing it home to his family? Or is it that he doesn't want to play football or he doesn't want to play football, football for the Chicago Bears? You know, like, is, is there a chance that maybe that relationship is frayed? Uh, it, it's just some of those things that are running through my head. Because, I mean, he's he's got, what, two more years left on that new contract? I think right. he's in the middle of it, the middle of that I contract. Mean, he was, didn't he get that extension right before, like, 2018? That's what I'm saying. And he missed last year, so he didn't accrue a year last year. Right. So it, he still had two, he still has two more years left on that deal. Um, I don't know if he's just like, I'm done with it. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, it'd be interesting. You know, you got you a top four, top five nose tackle right there. Um, and since it's not a sexy position, you know, when you're not the number one, you your name isn't necessarily put out there, but you know what this defense can be with Eddie Goldman. So 
I, I want to say Eddie Goldman because even if you look at it, if Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack are doing their thing, you, the quarterback still has a better chance of stepping up into the pocket without Eddie Goldman uh, collapsing the pocket. And I, I agree with you. I think uh, that's a great point because you got to stop the run. They were a dominant run-stuffing team under Vic Fangio. They have not been since Vic Fangio has left. They really need to get back to stopping the run, and that is going to make Khalil Mack and some of these pass rushers even better. And Robert Quinn's not going to help out in stopping the run. But mm-hmm. I do think I, I think I comboed these two players because I think it's a little bit ironic that like the horrible contract of Robert Quinn is not allowing you to really sign anybody to help you on defense. And you needed to spend all your draft capital essentially on offense for what you needed. It's like this signing of Robert Quinn, we were talking about Ben Wallace, boy, move over. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one that he is on that list. If he comes in this year and has the same results as last year, him and Ben Wallace both show up with ski masks at Chicago check catching places. <laughs> um, like this dude, man, is, got is, an, a robbery over uh, oh, yeah. on the oh, oh, listen, it like just just taking the taking the dough. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, if he if he plays the same way that he did last year, he Virginia McCaskey needs to to pop him with her purse. And close it when he tries to put his hand in there to get his check because he is not earning no, those digits as of right now. Man, that one fumble sack—that's that's, that's not enough. It's not enough, bro. It's not enough, man. Like you said, like you have us cash strapped. Like, dude, do you know we could have just paid uh, a Leonard Floyd? Right, like, man. Or like, get like uh, you know, a decent little defensive tackle in case you don't have Eddie Goldman, another corner yeah. instead of Desmond Trufant. Like, Dog, do you know what Leonard Floyd would have accepted for a three-year deal last year if the Bears would have came to him for a three-year deal? And just they wouldn't even have to pay him that 15 mil. They could have paid him probably nine and stretched it out or 10. But and now you're sitting here taking up all this this cash and not producing it all on the field. Like, come on, now, man. You, you got to get out there and get to that quarterback, bro. And as you said, he's not a, a run defender. He's a one trick pony. I can't do that trick. Speaking of excitement on this team. Wanted to talk about some position groups that have you intrigued besides quarterback now that we're, I guess, slowly previewing training camp coming up with a lot of fierce competition in the, throughout the position groups on the team. Um, okay, I, I broke this into two, my positive and my negative. My positive, what intrigues me, is the wideout room when you have uh, Demir Bird, uh, Marquise Goodwin there. Um, and, 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 and that's on top of looking at Mooney and, and Allen Robinson. Um, and hopefully uh, the uh, – I'm blanking on his name, the sixth-round draft pick. Are you talking about Calvin Ridley? Oh, from this year. Yes. Daz Newsome. Daz Newsome. Yes, Newsome. Who injured his shoulder. Uh, who injured his, his Collarbone. Shoulder. Collarbone. Broke his collarbone. Um, yeah. But now he's going to be pushed back. He's not yeah. so – you know, he's not going to get those reps. They're so hoping cool. for the start of training camp, but probably yeah. So as far as now, those guys are going to get a chance to really know the playbook from ins and outs a lot better than a rookie. You know, he's probably needs to focus on special teams as of right now and trying to get out there as a, a kick returner. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the wideouts and the running back room, because I think they have a lot of depth in both of them now. So those are those intrigue me, but in a positive way. So I'm not worried. But the negative room is the cornerback slash DB room. Um, because you got one as, as far as we know, you got one quarterback, you know what I'm saying? As far as true playing the whole year, who knows how that's going to work out. They're really and, banking on that. Kendall Vildor. I said, yeah, Kendall oh, Vildor wow. played well, but he's not, you, you, you're, you're playing, you're not playing man to man. You're playing in the zone. You know what and I'm saying? And he's a fifth so, round pick in like his second year with not a lot of experience. That's, it's hard. It's hard to rely on a guy like that. True, true. But I mean, damn. If you if he, if he does, if he is a player, you got both of your cornerbacks out of last year's draft. That's that's saying something. Both your hey, starting and people. Ryan Pace. He's good at the fifth round. That's what yeah, it, so that's his money round. I, I, that room, I'm a little. I'm still concerned about, and I feel like, and it's particularly this the cornerbacks. Uh, you need another vet 
You know what I'm saying? So it's somebody that can get out there because the last thing you need is to be getting beat because you got one good deep and one good corner out there and the other one is suspect and they're going after him. I like that. I'm going to copy that. I'll start with my negative. And I think it's that defensive line room. I'm very worried about the defensive line room, especially because defensive line coach Jay Rogers is no longer here. Mm-hmm. I, you know, they have talent there, but Akeem Hicks has been uh, hurt a lot the last couple seasons. So if he's not there and Eddie Goldman, we just don't know, like we just talked about, I'm I'm pretty worried with Bilal Nichols as our best defensive lineman. Even though I like Bilal, it just I'm not uh, I'm not feeling some of these backups, and we don't even have guys like Nick Williams. Well, Akeem, that was Akeem really Hicks, Akeem Hicks would be your best defensive. No, no, no. I'm saying if he gets injured, and oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, and you don't have Eddie Goldman, you're mm. really bare there, really, really bare. And I mean. Yeah, a lot of teams would be bare without their top two defensive linemen. But you knew coming into the season, you don't know what you're getting out of Eddie Goldman, and you know Akeem Hicks. I mean, you let him go find a trade. You can't be relying on him that heavily. But your cash strap, what can you really do when you didn't have enough capital in the draft to really address the positions besides a seventh rounder? So I'm very worried about the defensive line, especially how we talked about two. They really struggled in stopping the run the last couple of seasons. And without defensive linemen, that's one of the hardest ways to not stop the run, essentially. But in terms of a positive, I really like that running back room, like you mentioned, the wide receiver room. Um, but I'm going to stick with the safety room. I think Ooh. that that's a position that I like overall because I think Eddie Jackson is going to start being used correctly. First of all, oh, oh. I don't think uh, Chuck Pagano was really using Eddie Jackson. And I think Tayshawn Gibson's a really good complimentary piece mm-hmm. to Eddie that. Jackson. And you bring uh, back, was it Jordan, Josh Lucas or Jordan Lucas from the uh, Kansas City Chief that you got last year? That safety that didn't play because of the COVID pandemic season he's back you still have some of those familiar faces like deandre houston carson and Dion bush so i think that that's a really solid room maybe not as uh as sexy as running back and wide receiver like you pointed out but just thinking about it there was a long stretch from mike brown through like those lovey smith years they couldn't find a safety let alone having a pretty solid room of defensive chris, safety chris conti era oh. Uh, 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 major, uh, uh, major right head hunting. <laughs> um, right yeah, right. it was, it was, it was bad business for a period of time. There was a I, lot of guys. It's hard to even remember. Like there was the Oregon guy, and then uh, there was uh, one of the Chris's Harris's. One uh, of those. You had, yeah, man. Was, who was it, who was with Devin Hester in that draft? Who was taken right before Devin Hester? That safe Daniel Manning. Yeah, Daniel yeah, Manning then, every time. Good, good, good return, good return guy. Uh, yeah, yeah but yeah. yeah, but yeah, that that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, we definitely always appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us. Uh, we'll be back next week with another show. But we'll also, probably hit you with a flip uh, next week too. So make sure that you definitely stay with us. Uh, keep listening. Uh, definitely hit us up on social media. If you got anything interest, interesting or we said something that you want to comment about, but, uh, above everything, man, be safe. <laughs>